First of all, I should like to congratulate to all of you in coming to this place to study Dhamma in order to lead life to a better life. The first thing that we need to make it clear to all of us is why do you come here for Dhamma? Why it is necessary to search for Dhamma? In order to study Dhamma, it needs a great effort to put into it. And please know that there are three levels or three orders in studying Dhamma. First of all, we need to learn to understand it rightly or properly. And second, we need to put all the knowledge in Dhamma into practice rightly or properly. And third, there will be the effect accordingly the practice of each individual. So, my friends, you see that it really needs great effort in doing this. And this is why we do come to Dhamma. We need to understand this point clearly. There are several answers to all of these questions or levels of knowing, practicing, and effecting from the practice of Dhamma. There are many aspects for all these answers. And so we need to make it understand clearly about all of this. First of all, we shall study Dhamma as the law of nature. First of all, when we look at Dhamma or when we study Dhamma, we should realize that in this Dhamma there is the law of nature. And in fact, life is nature or life is the nature itself. And in this nature, there is the law of nature that forcing life to be in this way or to be as it be. So we need to have right knowledge according to this, that the law of nature has forced life to be as it be. If we look carefully, we shall realize that in this universe, even the little thing until up to the biggest thing in this world, there are three things. First, nature. Second, law of nature that has enforced all things to be as it be. And so every life on earth has to be put into practice or leading its way according, accordingly to the nature and to the law of nature. When we study outside and then we are really convinced with the law of nature, with the nature itself. Then later on, we should try to look and study the inside 
or look inverted. And if we try to study the inside carefully, thoroughly enough, we shall certainly see the law of nature in it, inside. So what we need to do is try to practice or to lead life accordingly. The word nature, according to the Bali language or the Tamma language, there are four meanings of the nature. The first thing is the nature itself. The second thing is the law of nature, which has made all things to be as it is, and we still call it nature. The third one is the duty that every being has to function accordingly is still called the nature. Even the last thing of which is the effect arising from functioning or doing according to the law of nature is still the nature itself. So please try to understand the meaning of the nature according to the Bali word or the Tamma language in this way. So to put it into conclusion, Dhamma means everything, everything on earth, everything in the universe, and all that everything is not above nature. If there is anything that any people would say is above nature, but in fact it is still the nature. Now let us study a look at what we call the body, the body itself. It is still the nature. We must have this life rightly or properly, or what we need to do with life, to deal with life, we have to do it accordingly to the nature. In order to manage everything concerning this body, rightly or properly, we can say that this is how to practice or how to function to perform our duty according to the nature. So it is our responsibility to learn how to manage this life or this body properly or rightly according to the nature or the law of nature. What is more difficult is about the mind or you may think of the heart which is really opposite from the body. But still, we need to learn to manage it or to deal with it rightly or properly according to the nature or the law of nature. But in the language, body-mind, it means one thing. It is singular. And so 
it is the function of all human beings to learn to manage or to deal with this life of which is called mind-body, rightly and properly. Learn to control it, to be according to the law of nature or the nature itself. When we say, or according to our speaking, it seems like body, mind has been divided or separated. But according to the real practicing or acting, in fact, mind, body has to go together, has to perform together according to the nature or the law of nature. According to the body, we need to manage it to be proper and right according to dependent origination or patitasamukbhat. And also the mind, we have to manage it to be right or proper according to the law of dependent origination or patitasamukbhat of which we shall talk about the details of it later. The law of dependent origination, or Patitasamukbhat, is a very delicate matter, very deep, very dullly, that needs time to talk about the details and clarify it. But, however, it is the thing that is the essence in life of which we need to know and we need to learn how to put it into practice rightly or properly for the benefit of life. Dependent origination or Patitasamukbhat is the most significant thing of which Lord Buddha said, anybody who can see Patitasamukbhat he can see Dhamma. Anybody who sees Dhamma can see me. Me means Lord Buddha. Dependent origination is the law of which will describe to all of us to understand how does Dukkha arises. And how does Tukka will cease or Tukka will be quenched? And so it is the thing of which we need to put it into practice in this real life. Dependent origination is the law of nature of which telling us or manifesting to us how does Tukka arise and how to quench Tukka. So anybody who realizes this law and be able to quench Tukka from the knowledge and the practice of this law, law of dependent origination or Patitya then life will be beyond all kinds of problems. So, about the question, 
why dhamma the answer is to know about the law of nature or patita samubhat or dependent so human beings will be able to deal with life rightly and properly accordingly so to conclude the answer the first answer of why dhamma is to learn to have the knowledge about the law of nature and then learn to deal or to manage life accordingly the second answer is why the second answer of the question why dhamma or why do we have to learn or to know about dhamma is to know the way or the path the right path of leading this life to be a happy and a peaceful one the first one we know about life and the second one we know of how to lead this life on the right path The wise people in the world has set the path of life in many different ways but in dhamma language there is only one way that is to learn to know about dhamma and to learn to lead this life according to dhamma or to the nature and the law of nature the word way the word thang in thai or way in english this is very important word very important meaning in itself when we say way of life it has the highest meaning it means the way the right way and in buddhism you may have heard about the eight noble path that is the way of how to lead life properly and so this eight noble path in fact it is the practice in itself and it is the way of life in buddhism jesus christ himself has said that i am the way i am the way is the way of how to see god or to reach god so christianity is the way also the way the way of how to reach god now coming back to study about the east Laozi of China had taught many things about the way and that is Tao Taoism and in fact it has the same meaning that is about the word way Tao means the way and when we say the way it means it will point to us about the way of how to bring life 
out of problems. Every being must have its own way of how to live one's own life out of problems. And so, please try to understand the word meaning, the word way, clearly, the meaning and the importance of this word way, clearly. It means the way of how to live one's own life out of the thing of which we call problems. In Buddhism, even though in Buddhism we call the way as the Eighth Noble Path, but every way that we meant, it has to lead to the law of dependent origination or Godpatijasamukbhata. So the other way to say about Godpatijasamukbhata or dependent origination, it means the way, the way of life that it will lead all human beings from all problems of life. If any life has walked on the right way, of course, Tukha cannot arise or Tukha cannot occur. If it has led the life on the right path or on the right way, Now, the third answer of the question, why Tamma should aim at what we call the path, path of life. There is, or there are problems about the word path. Some of the foreigners, when they come to the Buddhist country, try to collect the things of which they call Buddhist art. But all the things that they have collected, they are merely materials, material things. They are not the real Buddhist art. And so this is very significant or very important point for all of us to make a clear standing about the word Buddhist art. When we say Buddhist art, what is it that we do really mean about it? The word art in Buddhism is not materiality, but it means the way of thinking. And it is a very beautiful way of how to think in order to lead life to be beyond all kinds of problems. So I should like to ask all of my friends, try to think carefully. What is it that we would like to say, this is it that is the most beautiful thing in life? What is it? That is the most beautiful thing in life. Coming to think deeply, mindfully, and carefully, we'll see that the most beautiful thing in life is 
the ability of how to lead life beyond all problems. And so, when we say the path, it means this path or this kind of path that will lead life to clear out from all problems. And this is it that we should like to call it Buddhist art. This, this one is related to the former item that we have already said. If anybody has succeeded in finding the way of life, of course, at last he will discover the right path of how to walk on. And this we mean it is the path of Buddhist art or the path in Buddhism. In fact, in Buddhism, there are many sayings about the word art, but very few people will talk about Buddhism concern this point of art. But I should like to assure to all of you that in fact, Buddhism is the art of life. So, to answer the question shortly, why Tamma? We need Tamma so we shall be able to have the best of life the most beautiful life. And if anybody can reach this life, that is it. That is the path that we need to walk on. Lord Buddha himself even emphasized that. Please try to study Tamma, practice Tamma, and then propagating Tamma or spreading Tamma to all people and make it in a beautiful way from the beginning, the middle and the end. To conclude it, the knowledge about Buddhism is first, should know that life is not atta, A-P-P-A, atta, or self. Second, how does ignorance arise in the mind? So it makes the word self occurring in human beings' mind. And third, about this ignorance, concerning the self. How is it? What is it? So, if anybody has the knowledge about these three things, life is not self. Ignorance in the mind, that makes one believe that is the self. And about ignorance, concerning how does self arise. If 
We know all these points or all these things. It means we really know about the beauty of Buddhism. And there are many details of which we need to discuss about this later. To emphasize this more clearly, first, we should know how does egoistic concept arise? What is it first? What is the egoistic concept? Second, how does it arise? And third, how to get rid of it or how to extinguish it? If we all know all these three things, it means we really know the beauty of Buddhism. First, egoistic concept. What is it? Second, how does this egoistic concept arise? And third, how to extinguish it. So, if any of our friends here is interested in art, please interested in Buddhist art in this way. That is, to learn how to develop one's own life into a beautiful aim, as we already said. And if we learn to be able to develop life into this beautiful path, this is it. That is the Buddhist art that all of us should learn about. Next, the answer to the question of why Tamma is. To learn Tamma in order to have good health, to be a very healthy one, both mind body. When we talk about problems of health, in fact, it concerns about the mind. If the mind is not wise and mindful, or if the mind is not right, everything will be wrong, will become wrong. And so the health of the mind is more important than any other kinds of health because it will lead life to be proper or it will lead life to a proper path. We may set priority of health in three levels. First, concerning physical health. Second, mental health. And third, spiritual health. If there are problems concerning physical health or mental health, we should go to the medical doctor. But if there is the problems concerning spiritual health, there is no other way to go except coming to Dhamma, to have a treatment from Dhamma. If the health of body and mind, of if body and mind 
are not in good health. Usually, we shall be under tension. So, if we learn how to get rid of the tension from body and mind, then we'll say that we have good health. To speak clearly about the word tension, we mean tension is a burden of life. It is the attachment to the things, and when attachment arises, it has caused tension, and so tension is a burden of life. So we must try to make clear of this point about the word tension. Tension can arise both in negative or positive. And please be careful for those who enjoys very much about the positive things. Must be very careful for the negative things. Most of the people don't fall don't fall in love with it. But it really doesn't matter whether we have tension concerning negative or positive. Is still attention, so we should try to avoid both negative and positive. The tension, the ne- the positive tension is the feeling of thinking: when shall we gain? When shall we get? And the negative tension is the feeling. Of the bothering about, oh, I'm afraid I shall lose. This will be a loss. And so, when we say gaining, it seems to be positive, and losing is negative. But it really doesn't matter gaining or losing. It will arise tension. Followed or after that, if there is the knowledge, full knowledge or complete knowledge of Tamma, there won't be any negative or positive. The mind will be convinced with the truth or reality that whatever happens according to its cause or under the law of. Conditionality. There is nothing negative or positive, and so this life or the mind will be beyond problems. If the knowledge about spirituality is very complete, it will be beyond negative and positive, and then there is no tension. So this seems to be a secret, a secret of the full knowledge of Dhamma or the full knowledge of spirituality. Life will be beyond tension. You may re- you may remember in the Old Testament, the beginning of the Old Testament. Testament, God said 
to the first couple. Ask them or forbid them not to eat the fruits of good and evil. And when we say good and evil, it means positive and negative. If you eat the fruit of good and evil, you will die. Die because of the desire and the delusion of negative and positive. It is not different like one has committed suicide. Suicide oneself because of the delusion the negative and positive. And so the supreme help or the real good help will arise when people can release oneself from the feeling of clinging to negative or positive. To put it more simply, you all may know about emancipation. What we meant about emancipation is to be beyond positive and negative. And this is a true emancipation of life. Then there will be no tension arising from positive or negative at all. So the answer for the question of why Tamma or why do we have to learn or to know Tamma? It is because we need to have a real good life, both mind and body. Next, about the answer of why Tamma. It's because if we learn Tamma, we know Tamma, we shall have a life friend. And when we say life friend, we don't mean a couple, husband and wife, but we mean a life friend, a spiritual life friend, a friend for wisdom and mindfulness. And this kind of life friend will release us from problems of life because this life frame refers to Dhamma. So anybody who can have Dhamma as a life frame, that is, we mean a true life frame, an eternal one. The true life frame or the true partner will stay together forever. They will never get divorced. And this kind of life partner will always be on righteousness. And they will go together to the right destination. That means they will always survive in all meanings. And this is the highest survivor of all human beings. There is the word that we need to pay a special attention to it. 
that is the word righteousness. If a person really knows Dhamma, full knowledge of Dhamma, there will be righteousness in doing, in every meaning of it, in every level of doing. In Buddhism, this we refer to the Eighth Noble Path. The Eighth Noble Path, it means the righteousness of every item of it. And if anybody has practiced according to the Noble Eightfold Path, of course, he will survive at last to the destination or to the highest aim. So, Dhamma is righteousness for physical, mental, and spiritual. And these three things is the most important things when we meant about righteousness. In different religions, there is the word or the meaning about the goal of life or the destination of life. In Buddhism, the goal of life is Nippana. In other religions, such as Hindu, it means Paramatman, or in other religions, it may unite with God, that is the goal of life or the final of destination. But whatever it is, there is only meaning, that is, to be beyond positive and negative, because this is the real emancipation, to be free from negative or positive. So, only Tama that will be a life partner for all human beings. If anybody can have Tama as life partner, of course, the goal of life or the final destination of him or her will be nothing else except Lipana or coolness or peacefulness. So, why Dhamma? The answer is to have the right life partner. So we shall walk together until we reach the end of the destination or the end of the path of life. Next, the question, the answer to the question of why Dhamma, I should like to point out to you about some common things in the world that we have been confronting every minute of life, such as the things concerning economics and politics. Concerning economics in Buddhism, it means that trying to bring something which seems to be unuseful, make it to become useful. Or the things that seems to have very least useful, 
make it become more useful. And this is the economy in Buddhism or Buddhist economy. Learn to make things that seem to be unuseful, make it useful. And so what we really mean is it is about this life, how to make this life as useful as possible. Coming back to talk about life, if there is no right doing concerning life, then it seems that life will become useless. But if life has Dhamma as a life partner, then life will become useful. Life without Dhamma, it will be useless or meaningless. If we try to combine life with Dhamma, of course, this life will be able to walk till to the end of the goal of it, that is, to Nipana or to unite with God. Now coming back to politics, it seems that there are problems lots of problems concerning to politics. It never comes to an end. This because there is no righteousness about politics. That's why it causes problems. I should like to define the meaning of politics as to arrange the world in peace without using weapons. But we cannot manage to put politics into peace. It is because the lacking of love, love among people. Human beings forget that we are friends, friends in birth, friends in old age, friends in sickness, and friends in death. We forget this truth, and so we cannot love each other as friends or brothers. That's why politics cannot bring peace to the world or to the society. It is because of this reason. If there is some in the mind, of course, all human beings will be able to live as friends. And when there is Dhamma in the mind, they can live as friends, of course. Peace is there. The word socialism is right if it arises from love. But nowadays, we do have socialism, but it is a kind of selfish socialism. So what we need is Dhammic socialism. If we can create Dhammic socialism in this world, then this world or people in the world will be able to live together as friends and with true love because they will realize that in fact, we are friends in birth, old age, sickness, 
and death. Please remember the word Dhammik. It means related to Dhamma, to be with Dhamma. And in fact, the word Dhamma or Dhammik is in the dictionary now. And so, if we can create the Dhammic socialism in this world, to live in the society, in the Dhammic socialism, then the world will always be in peace. Now, if we don't have the selfish economics, no selfish politics, and you may well see for yourself that the unselfish economics or the unselfish politics will arise only on the base of Dhamma. So, if we ask why Dhamma, the answer is because we should like very much to have the right economics and the right politics for the world. Next answer for the question why Dhamma is we need to have the right development and the right development must consist of Dhamma. But now, when we look around, what we see is the selfish development. That's why we don't have peace. Our development cannot bring peace to the world. It is because there is the selfish development. There is no Dhammic development. And so the world is so full of problems. That's why when we come to learn Dhamma and study Dhamma, we really need to help the world or assist the world to have the Dhammic Dhamma or the Dhammic development. So the world will be in peace. So the answer is to have Dhamma in order to be able to develop the world in the right way, that is with Dhamma or in a Dhammic development system. The next answer for the question why Dhamma is to, de to develop efficiency for oneself in one's own work and life. Now we do still have efficiency, but most of the efficiencies that we use is all in a selfish way. So we should learn to develop that efficiency to become the dhammic, the dhammic efficiency. And then there will always be a success, absolute success, because there is no selfishness involved with it. It is a great pity that human beings use their efficiencies or their abilities in efficiencies in a selfish way. And so the world lack of peace, always in a turmoil, because of the selfish efficiency. The more the man is efficient, he just learns to use efficiency for the benefit of one's own self. 
That's why the world still lack of peace. Even though we really need peace, we want peace, but we can develop peace. It is because of selfish efficiency that we use in everyday life. The world nowadays is very progressed, very much advanced in machine, in technology. But this advancement is not right because it involves with selfishness. There is no Dhamma in it. Only as some of the Dhamma in it, then the world will turn to be the world of blessing, blessing in every meaning that human beings need and want. So the answer to this question is, why Dhamma? It is because we would like to learn to use the efficiency in a dhammic way, so it will help the world to be in peace. To conclude, if there is Dhamma, then people or human beings will be able to live beyond all problems. This world build the world without problems. But nowadays, as we all see, there are lots of problems arising from selfishness. There is no end of war. War among people, war among nations. The destroy of the nation, the destroy of the nature, the pollution everywhere. All of these things, we can say, these are problems to human beings, problems to the world. And it is because of the lacking of Dhamma. If only we learn Dhamma, we know Dhamma, we understand Dhamma rightly, it will help us to solve problems. It will live this life beyond problems and also the world will become the world without problems. We may have heard about the better land. We would like very much to develop the land that we live in to become a better land. But we have never heard about how to live beyond the world. Because to be beyond the world of course, is much better than to be in a better land. Because if we are in a better land, they will always become the better land, better and better, and never come to an end of the better. And so, we should try to understand about how to live beyond the world. If we live in this world as worldly people, of course, we shall still confront with problems. But if we learn to live beyond the world, it means to live without problems. So it is this point that all human beings should try to pay attention or to interest into this carefully and mindfully. When we say to live beyond the world, it means that the world still the world, but problems of the world will never bother 
will never annoy, will never hurt or disturb this kind of mind of which be able to be on the world at all. The last words of Vaitama is for the immortal, immortality, that is to live without dying. So why to learn Dhamma? That is to be able to live in this world without being died, beyond the death, beyond the dying. For the world that shall never die, because there is no self, no ego to die for it. Any time that we have come to Dhamma, have Dhamma as the life partner, then we can be certain that there shall no death at all. There is a book, the English book in England, mentioned about the better land. And in that story about the, about the better land, it said, in the better land, there are no graves at all. It is the land of God. Where is it? We don't know. But in Buddhism, the land without graves is here, right here, now. When a person does not have the feeling of egoistic, the concept of ego, the concept of the self, then there is no self to die. There is no ego to die, the concept of ego. And so, in this sense, it means there is no grave at all. For those who don't have the feeling of clinging to the self, who don't have the concept of ego, there is no grave for such person. If our friends have succeeded in studying and practicing anapanasati or mindfulness with breathing, then we shall have the full knowledge and understanding about anatta or not-self, of which it will lead us to the knowledge of, in fact, there is not-self at all. And once we learn that there is not self, then we shall be convinced that, in fact, in this world, there is no grave for such person, because no person to die. There is only merely the law of nature, patijasamubhat, or dependent origination. The more we learn about this dependent origination or patijasamubhat, the more we'll know and be convinced that, in fact, it's not self. So, nobody to die, no grave in this world. So, I wish you all succeed in studying into the essence or the heart of Buddhism, and then you will reach the world without graves.
if we never stop studying, always continue to study about Dhamma, but study it, learn it, practice it, merely on the fact of the doing, not a person who is studying, but merely it is a stream of dependent origination. That is a stream of doing. Unfortunately, there is the thing that we call a vicha or ignorance that compels the mind, the unwise mind, to have the feeling of clinging or attaching to the thing that is self, or it creates the concept of having self or the concept of ego in it. So, during the time of studying and practicing, please try to get into it until one be able to be convinced that merely it is only the stream of dependent origination. No person, no self involved in that at all. A very simple lesson that you may try is that when the eye sees the form, it's not I see the form, it's merely the function of the eye sees the form according to the work of the nerve system. Or when the ear hears the sound, it's merely the hearing, it's not I hear the sound. Or when the no smell, it's merely the nose smell something, smell the odor. It's not I smell. Or when the tongue has a taste, it's merely the tongue taste. It's not I taste. So please take this simple lesson as your daily practice. And the more you put this into practice, you will see that in fact, it's merely the action or the reaction according to the work of nature. There is no real I, capital letter I, or no real self involved in that at all. When the I sees the form, let it, don't let it be positive or negative feelings involved in that scene. It's merely the eye sees the form. What do we need to do? Do it. What do we need to deal with it? Deal with it. What do we need to manage it rightly? Do it. But don't let the eye or the self involved in that. Merely the seeing. Merely the hearing, merely the smelling, merely the tasting, merely the touching, not more than that. If a person tries to practice in this, in this way or in this method, sooner or later the mind will reach to the ultimate truth that is about anatta, A-N-A-T-T-A. Anatta means not self. And please, we don't take 
you don't need to take my words and believe it. But please try to put these lessons into practice yourself, and you will see a great difference of merely the seeing or the hearing or the smelling and so forth. You will see a great difference from I see, I hear, I smell, I taste, I touch. You will see the result of it in a great different way. And anybody who can put this into practice, merely the seeing, or the hearing, or the smelling, this means life is beyond negative and positive. And when life can live beyond positive and negative, this life will shall never be beaten. It is a free life. So please live in this world beyond negative and positive. You will be in peace. If you live in this world with the clinging to negative and positive, you will be beaten all the time, every moment of life. It is unbearable. Please try to consider try to consider this carefully and mindfully, and you will see the result of the difference for yourself. This is the first exercise that we should take. Please learn to walk back to the Sonmok International without the walker. Let it be the movement of the movement. Let it be the movement according to the movement. And this movement can be done because of wisdom and mindfulness in the mind. And if anybody can let this walking merely become the doing of wisdom and mindfulness, this is the way of the beginning of the lesson to get rid of the clinging of having the self or being the self. So please have this first exercise by learning to walk or walking without the walker. And what you will have with you is only the breath. Be aware of the breath, every movement of walking, and then the feeling of having the walker or the self walking will be disappear. Please bear in mind this sentence, doing without the doer. If we repeat it over and over and practice it over and over, this will lead you to the understanding of anatta or not-self, not very long. Thank you very much for being very good listeners. And please try to contemplate on what you have listened today and hope that someday you will reach the real understanding of what we have talked about on the topic of why Dhamma. Thank you. This is the end of the meeting. <laughs>